Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to part 74 of our weekly podcast, The Curran View, Then and Now, with the Idol of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. How's things, mate? Uh, fine, really. Uh, Barbing Wednesday's results of late, but other than that, not too bad. Not good, are they? No, shocking. But Let- you manager, so let's hope that gives it that impetus. Well, we have got a couple of topics of uh, of the week this week, TC, regarding your former clubs. Uh, Big Dave going in at Sheffield Wednesday. Can Everton finish in the top four? And why are Saints sinking? But as always, let's start on our magic moments. What have you sourced for us this week? Again, there's, there's plenty to go at, but I've gone with Gavis Bale for his, his fourth goal. Yeah. The, the skill of it, the technique of it, and with a Gareth Bale on form like that, he will be a big plus for Tottenham. And it was, I mean, that was so nice to watch see Mourinho throw up for him. Yeah. And not worry about, uh, I'm not saying not worry. You can see he's still worried, and it was up and giving everybody rollickings. Um, but they always looked in command. And when you've got four players, what can win matches like them for? Son, uh, Moore, Bale, and uh, Kane, it's phenomenal. So uh, he's got to, he's got to be a bit more adventurous and uh, start to lighten up. Uh, you've got to get quality defenders in. You know, yeah. you, you can't keep getting players out of other positions to, to to try and protect the back four. I mean, back fours never seem to get criticised compared to midfield players or, or or strikers. You know, they'll be played strikers, but never play they play back four. All they do is put extra. De- Midfield player in to protect them, don't they? you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, they do. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So he's got to lighten up a, a little bit more for me. Well, you're absolutely right. And one of my magic moments um, come from the uh, the uh, Tottenham game, or the the argument or debate between Roy Keane and uh, Jamie Redknapp. And Roy was absolutely right, really. The, the defence just isn't good enough. I know Jamie was, you know, saying that they are all international players, which of course they are, but all of them are past their sell-by date or fundamentally not good enough to play in the back four at Tottenham Hotspur. You're absolutely spot on there, TC. Well, that, the reason why. The reason why you look at it, and the, yes, they're all international players. Yep. The problem is, they're not overprotected. They're protected because they're not. They, they, Mourinho knows they're not up to it, so mm. he has to leave. He has to leave the striker out. Yeah. You know, I mean, there were lots of things I, I could have put in. I thought, listen, what I'm going to say to you now, and all these people what listen to this: it's Glasgow Rangers, Glasgow mm-hmm. players. What Gerrard's doing there. You know, Celtic should have done that years ago. Yeah. Play free flowing football mm. and try to win matches. And when I when I watch Rangers, I mean what they've got now, have they got to quarterfinals now? Is it like Rain- Rangers are absolutely flying at home and abroad, and I believe yes, they're in the quarterfinals. Well, the football the football they're playing, I mean I watched I watched a game against um who's that team? The Belgium team. Antwerp. Antwerp. Um, down Antwerp, they were leading, then then the then they were losing. But the composure were there, yeah. you know, the free flowing football, the tempo to the game. Um, make no mistake, Gerard's going to be a top manager. Make, uh, make no mistake on that; he's definitely going to be a top manager. Yeah, I mean, I don't watch Scottish football that much now, um, but what I've seen of him in Europe, very, very, very impressed. Yeah, I think he's done an absolutely first-class job because, you know, when a young manager goes in and cuts his teeth, and especially in, in Scotland, because I know that, you know, 
us English football supporters, or lots of them, look at the Scottish League and think it's not very good. And there's only two teams up there, but that's not strictly true. And when you have got such a powerful Celtic, they're going for 10 in a row, and Stephen Gerrard's been in there now for a couple of seasons, he really has built a tremendous team in uh, in Rangers and look as though they can go on from strength to strength and, and, and knock them off the pedestal. What he's got is a tremendous philosophy. Yeah. Um, yes, he's built a, a, a good squad for that level of football. Mm-hmm. And I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying it's that's not Rangers or Celtic's fault. They yeah. don't have the money. Absolutely. From the TV, from the TV rights to be able to compete with all these other big top European clubs. Make no mistake, Rangers and Celtic are as big as anybody in world football. They just there's football that they have to play at level. The, the level of football they have to play at. It's never going to help him, is it? No. You know, so until until they can go into the uh, Premier League, and when I said by the Premier League, they're not going to be able to walk straight into it. They would have to um, come into the Championship at some point if 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 uh, it ever came about. But it would generate mass mass support and mass more money. They might not be able to go into the uh, the Premier League or come down into English football. I think politically it's not a good a good scenario for the Scottish FA, and I don't think they would allow it. But there there still is talk about the European Super League, and I think that if the European Super League did come about now, whether the teams were still allowed to play in their domestic league, I think that they will be able to. They're just going to extend the Champions League, and I think that uh, both Rangers and Celtic will well, benefit what, from it. Well, what's the point in extending it? Because all the are you going to get? Regardless of what anybody says to me, mm. you're just going to get a week of Champions League. Well, I think the idea is to break away eventually, a little yeah. bit like what the Premier League did with the Football League. I think that's that ultimately is the game plan. Has it made the but Premier League that... weaker? Has it made the Premier League weaker? What has? And what are, with, with the so it's just now that the top six clubs are always there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's only like being in Scotland with the top two and in, in Spain with the top two. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, when I played at Everton, we won a, a Cup Winners' Cup. We had one team to beat, Bayern Munich. Right? Yeah. But what, what, what a team we had, they had to beat. Oh, absolutely. You know, we played a team in Ireland, UDC someone, from yeah. university. We played some army people in uh, Czechoslovakia. We played, uh, what they call them... Uh, Fortuna Cittad. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they, I'm telling you, they were all poor teams. Mm, yeah. And they played the in the final. Mm. Uh, is uh, Austria, is it Rapid Vienna? Austria Vienna. One played of Rapid Vienna, yeah. Rapid Vienna. Mm. You know, the, the European the European leagues have, have never been fantastic, you know, but what it, what they've done, the European Cups, the European Cup is, and the, and, and, and the Cup Winners' Cup, what it used to be known as, mm-hmm. Were difficult to win because you had top teams. Yeah. Right. When you got into the last uh, quarterfinals, you know the rest of them. It's a poor. Yeah. It's poor. Oh, it is. It's the same as qualifying for a World Cup and a European Championship. You know. We we look in England and think, oh, we're going to win a World Cup. We've done brilliant. Look at the teams we play. Yeah. And then as soon as we play somebody in the semi-final or quarterfinal, we get knocked out. Absolutely you know, spot kidding, on. We're, we're kidding ourselves. You know, listen, there's nobody wants England to do well more than me. Nobody. Right? But we kid ourselves. We have got now, again, a right good bunch of players. Correct. Right? Yep. And, and I put all that down to foreign coaches or managers. That's mm-hmm. what I put all that down to because they look for more technical side of it than your... I mean, Darren Moore has gone into there and to be honest, I got in at Sheffield Wednesday. But he, even he talks about, you know, we're going to work hard. Mm. Let's work on technical. Yeah. You know, but I will say he does try, he does try and play football. Um, and I thought it was very unlucky to get the sack at um, West Brom. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very unlucky. You know, and he does want to play football. So I'm looking forward to, <clears throat> to seeing how this goes. You know, 
but only time will tell, as you know, as, as I do. You, <clears throat> there's five things or six things in football. Money, how you spend that money. Yeah. Philosophy, the manager believing uh, more of winning than losing. Right? And being brave as, a, as, as, as players to get on with each other. And you, you see, all the teams that get, do get on nearly always win major competitions. And if you can get that as a manager, you've got a big chance of winning at any level of football. Absolutely. And going back to Rangers, that's what Steven Gerrard has got. And going back to the, the Champions League and the extension of it, the European Super League, I think eventually it will come. And if it does come, you're absolutely spot on. Both Rangers and Celtic are two of the biggest clubs in the world. They will 100% be involved in it and will benefit from it. You've talked about um, Big Dave. Dan any league, any league. Any league throughout the world yep. will benefit with a, with a Celtic and a Rangers. Yeah, 100%. Event. Because anybody tells me. 100% TC. We know, we know they're not up to it that, that level at the moment in time. Yeah. We're not talking about the players they've got. We're talking no, we're about not. the size of the club. Exactly. And with the money that that's going to generate and then the income that's going to be fed down to those big clubs in Europe, it is going to benefit them. Whether they will then break away from the domestic leagues and go on their own. Who knows? Only time will tell. And only time will tell whether Big Dave Darren Moore is going to be a sec success at Sheffield Wednesday. So let's start there. I'll give you my magic moment shortly. But let's uh, let's just briefly talk about Darren Moore. What's your, what's your take on him? What's your belief in Darren Moore and were Sheffield Wednesday right to get rid of uh, the old manager out with the old in with the new how do you see it TC well I would have appointed Tony I would have appointed Tony Pulis and that's not been look no no yeah I'm brave enough to say I'm brave enough to say that in front of people's faces for me to be criticised myself mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not talking about Tony Pulis being a bad man yep I don't want to watch that type of football there's nothing wrong in that me saying that yeah, you know, some some people don't like want to watch the type of football I like to watch. Yep. But I don't want to watch tippy tappy football. I want to watch football what's played at the pace and played with the tempo. Yeah. And what do I think about that? And more, like I said, I thought he he done really well at um, at West Brom. Yes, he taken them down, but they were already in a bad position. And, and you know, he's always under pressure. When I said pressure, uh, he would have wanted the job badly. Uh, knowing that he weren't going to get it, mm. so he's, he's, it's like Nigel Pearson was up to Watford. You want they're on a no-win uh, situation. He's come to Doncaster, <clears throat> and regardless what I mean, Doncaster, I'll always have a soft spot for Doncaster because he gave me my first professional club. But that's a club where they've got more Leeds United fans in Doncaster yeah. than they have Doncaster Rovers. Yep. So for them, uh, like Sean Driscoll, what he did for them to, to keep them in five seasons in the championship is brilliant. And, and what Darren had done at, um, at Doncaster, you know, is put it back on the map again because they are playing some good football. They're, they're having a couple, they've had two decent seasons. Uh, they're, they're, they're beating some of the top teams. Uh, they're playing some good football. And I'm hoping that he's going to, uh, he's going to go there and, and look and, and believe because without winning football matches, you're never going to succeed at anything. Yeah. You know, if you if you if you're going to be, if you're going to play defensive type of football, keep taking extra people out of uh, certain areas, whether leaving the striker out or leaving the striker out to fetch a midfield player to, to play uh, two holding positions. You know, that's never it. Doesn't work. It's mm. never worked. You know, the same clubs, same teams always seem to get relegated. I mean, Sheffield Wednesday, Sunderland, those teams should never, never should be getting relegated. And nobody's got a divine right before anybody says anything. No one's got a divine right uh, to be in the Championship or the Premier League. You, you, you've got to have the technique, but you've got to work as well as, you know. But how I look at working is different to what, because all, all, all we, we seem to talk about is get your sleeves rolled and get stuck in. No, you need to be able to think about the game Areas where the ball may go, areas where it needs to be closed down, areas where we need to run in, areas where we need to pull the opposition out. And until you start to do that as a manager, you will fail. Mm. You will fail. 
How do you think he'll get on there at Sheffield Wednesday? Because it is a step up. He was managing a big club, like you say, at West Bromwich Albion. The faithful were split a little bit with Darren Moore, I've got to say. Um, but there was more people that loved him that, than that didn't love him and recognised what he was trying to do. His time at Albion was very difficult because the purse strings aren't great at, at the baggies. I think he's going to be in a similar scenario at Sheffield Wednesday. He's not going to be able to spend his way out of trouble. But, you know, I'm not too sure whether his philosophy will be get the ball down, let's try and play football, let's play our way out. I think it's going to be more of a, a war of attrition type of football well, at that, Wednesday. If it's a war of attrition, I'll mm. tell you, Yeah. right, not behind your back, to your face, mm. Sheffield Wednesday will get relegated. Mm. I agree. If that's what he's going to do. Yeah. Right? That's Then we'll get relegated. Mm. I won't beat behind the bush. I'm not going to say they'll stop up for saying they're going to stop up. I want them to stop up. Of course I do. Are they good enough to stay I up, TC? I think he'll go in there. He knows, <clears throat> he, he knows that it's between them and Rotherham, I think. And they're playing each other tomorrow, aren't they? Yeah, uh, but he, he he does. He's got a good philosophy. I've seen I've seen Doncaster play a few times, and I yep. saw I saw the, I saw the West Brom, and I, I saw them play some decent football at times. Yeah, Sheffield Wednesday, they've got enough good quality players there. Yeah, the philosophy's never been right. It's always been defensive and not lose. Mm-hmm. Right, it hasn't helped with the twelve points, but, but we got six back because if we didn't get the six back, we would be in absolutely. Limbo. Yeah, he would. I think he'll go in there. I think he'll he'll, he'll, he'll he'll try and get the confidence as quick as possible into him. And say, look, we're starting afresh. We're gonna we're gonna go out there and try and win these games. Because you have to. If, you don't, if if he goes there to sit back, I mean Wednesday, I watched them on Saturday. They're two 0 up, and then they just sat off and let a team's going to come at you. Yeah. Right. If they're going for a juggler, but make sure that the the back four, the only midfield player, right, or what system he played, is to concentrate in on every aspect that we don't make silly mistakes. Because yeah. his mistakes will cost you the game. And what we did, we sat back, we let Luke back into the game, and then we panicked. You know, so for me, I think, I, I think differently from what you think, I think he was going to go there, he cannot be, he, can, he can't afford to go in pragmatic. He can't. Mm. Time's running out, mate. Uh, Gabby. Time is running out. He's got. He's played 32 games uh, at the moment. So we've got 14, 14 games left. Big, right. Big, big game against Rotherham tomorrow night. Massive game. If you win that game, you will be three points behind my team, Birmingham City, with two games in hand, assuming that Birmingham get beat by Huddersfield tonight. It's, right. it's not over. Um, it won't be over. There's still a lot of points to be gained. The one thing that I will say about Darren Moore is he's a very likeable man, and I think he's a player's manager as well. He seemed to connect with everybody at the Albion. In fact, when he went into Doncaster, uh, Alan Hudson's uh, nipper was uh, on the short list for that job as well, young Anthony, before he took the Americans' uh, under-20 job. Whether Doncaster will go back in and sniff around Anthony Hudson, because I believe Anthony was second choice to, uh, to Darren Moore, but you're right. Darren's done a great job at Doncaster. It's a massive step up. Sheffield Wednesday are a huge club. And I hope that the big man goes in there and does a great job because he's a nice guy and it's good to see nice guys do well in football. What, what I'm, what I'm going to say is this, and I want people to understand what I, what I say. Yeah. They've got to go and, and attack teams, right? But they've got to understand what I'm saying is this. You can't attack. And leave yourself wide open. No, absolutely. Right? He's got 14 games. Mm. It gives him a chance because a new manager, what comes in, everybody seems to raise the game. I whether it's two or three games, but it could be two games. What what triggers the confidence back into the team? Yeah. Right. It uh, looks a manager what what tries to get the best out of his players instead of going in there and rollicking. Look, players what. Players sometimes need rollicking. Yep. But majority of the time, I don't give a damn who it is, they need the arm around them. Yep. You know, me and Jack would always eat each other's throat. It would have been nice for Jack to put his arm around me occasionally and say, 
brilliant. Instead of, you know, it was my fault if we got beat or, you know, something, and I didn't do what he wanted me to do. Sometimes on the football field, some managers think that you, you, you don't play to their orders, but you do. What yeah. happens is the game throws it up. Yeah, you ad lib. Yeah. It, 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 throws, it throws different scenarios up. And you've got to be able to get out of that scenario. Yeah. And it's nothing to do with you've not seen it early enough. It could be that the past, what's come to, come to you, what's been too slow. Mm. You know, uh, it may be that somebody sees the ball earlier uh, because the play, play, players are uh, dwelling on the ball. I think the two, these next two or three games will tell us what's going to happen. Is it going to be able to lift it? Because they are, regardless of what anybody says, they're down. When I mean down, the players are down. They've lost confidence, they've lost yeah. uh, all the impetus. And when you're not winning, it looks as though you're not trying because your legs get heavy. Mm. You know, so I think they've given themselves a chance. I thought they would have gone down leaving the people in charge. And no disrespect to Tomo, because what Tomo's done is 10 times better than Pulis. Yeah. You know, Pulis didn't win a match. Mm -hmm. Tomo has won, a, he's won four, four or five games, I think. Yeah. You know, but he's thrown a couple of games away, like the one on Saturday. When I say he has, you know, you said, well, the players were leading 2 0, so it's their fault. But it, has he got onto the, has he got messages onto the field? Look, let's keep it tight. Let's, let's not overcommit and that type of thing. Mm. Sometimes you need to overcommit. Yep. But you've got to have good defenders what can defend Gabby. And that's what, that's what, that's what lets a lot of managers down. I always look at football and think, well, if you've scored two goals, you've got the formula, why don't you go and score another two goals? You know, it ain't rocket science. If they've got the ball and they're coming on you, you're going to be a little bit susceptible to uh, to have goals conceded. I think you should always play on the front foot. Yeah, of course, you've got to lock the back door as well, but play on the front foot and dictate the pace of the play. Talking about dictating and paces of play, you're going to be talking all about Sheffield Wednesday on the Wednesday week this Thursday at 8 o'clock with Victoria and the team up there so good luck with that TC yeah um, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to that but let's go back to what, what the, the Roy Keane and um, Jamie Redknapp uh, heated uh, moment I'm not a massive lover of Roy Keane because sometimes he can be too brutal yeah I mean I want to see, I want people to express their opinion but he was he's right when he turns around and said when he turns around and said if we get if they get one let's just get two yeah but, but, and it's easy for Roy Keane to say that when you've got great players around you yeah. and other great players. Now, it's difficult when you don't have them type of players. But who signs those players? Yeah. If, 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 if I was at Sheffield Wednesday and I didn't sign those players, I'd turn around and say, probably the chair, that's why the chairman's won't give me jobs. I'd turn around and say, well, I have bought these players. Mm. You know, so yes, if they score two, we've got to try and score three. But what we should be doing is not working on uh, putting extra men in there to try and stop them scoring it's, it's concentrate and don't make bad uh, mistakes yeah. individually or and, collectively and help each other out not, you know you see it on a football field where they're bollocking somebody mm. some players don't want the ball yeah absolutely you know if you if they were at Sheffield Wednesday on, thir on, on went tomorrow night and they, they went a goal down they wouldn't recover from it because the the, 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 the fans would be on the backs and everything else. So <clears throat> this should help some this should help some uh, teams and some uh, players because of there's no fans in the, the stadium to get him to give them stick. But yeah. I'm like you, I'm like Roy King. You've got to try and win football matches. And when you're at Man United's of this world and you're Manchester City's in this world and Liverpool, they go and take that risk and they, they buy that type of player. You know, because it's that type of player what's going to win your uh, league titles and uh, European Cups or Champions Leagues and, the, you know, World Cups. Whatever, you, whatever team you're playing, you've got to have technical ability to win those type of games. Absolutely, TC. And my magic moments this week were Manchester City's 20 straight wins now. Playing Wolverhampton Wanderers tonight, so I'll be watching that game and hoping City can make it 21. Big fan of Pep, big fan of Man City and the way they play. And when England get rid of Southgate, I'd give Pep the keys to England and just say, make us world champions. And my third one was Alicia Sam's goal for Notts County against Oxford City. What a goal. 
Brilliant. You posted it up there. And I, <laughs> Again, ad-lib, didn't I? You know, the ball comes in the box. He, it's come from behind him and he's just put his leg up. I mean, he's put his leg in positions that some of us would uh, end up in A&E. But yeah. what a sublime finish and a great bit of skill by the young man. But again, when you look at all these, when you watch the EFL and the Premier League uh, uh, goals in, in week, in, in midweek, and and even the uh, European goals, absolutely, there is some fun. Keep going about, you know, there's no skill. The technical goals what you see nowadays, having said that, the balls do swerve a lot more, you know, and everything's more benefit to a player today than what yesteryear. So I'm not trying to compare. What, what I'm trying to say is you're seeing some fantastic goals and I mean some fantastic goals. Absolutely. So while we're talking about the uh, EFL, let's just have a little update. Uh, Norwich City flying high, uh, top of the perch. Brentford in second place, uh, 33 games, 63 points. Watford, 33 points on 60. Swansea are falling off a little bit of, a la- of late. They're having a little bit of a wobble, 31-59. Reading, 33-54. Bournemouth 33-52 and the team that's coming up from nowhere Barnsley 32 games and 51 points can Barnsley get into the playoff places who who are you tipping to get promoted this season to the Premier League from the Championship uh, I think Norwich are definitely going to do it yeah Brentford don't have the strength in depth but they're a great team to watch. Uh, I thought Bournemouth would have done it, but they've they've felt they've fallen by the wayside. Watford are like Chelsea, just like to keep sacking managers and hoping that a new manager comes and gives them that uh, impetus for, for for that short period of time. Um, I'm gonna go with with Brentford and and uh, Norwich. Those two. So currently, the teams that are sitting in the box seats are you two that you're going to tip to uh, go up Norwich and Brentford, and can Barnsley get into the playoffs? Well, the way they're playing, and listen, I'm not, I'm not a fan. What well, don't want to see Barnsley do well or whoever in Yorkshire do, do well. Barnsley playing some good football, mm. and they are there by playing some attractive football and trying to win football matches. Once you get into that winning form, formula... Yep, confidence. Or, or the mentality of giving the confidence, then it gives, it's a big plus for you. Yeah. So, yes, they can. They can do it. And I hope they do do it. Another team that can do it, Everton. Can Everton, one of your former clubs, finish in the top four and get into those Champions League places this season, TC? No. Would I like to see them to do it? Yes. But when you look, Liverpool, listen, the, the top four will be Man City, Man United, um, Chelsea and Liverpool. And yep. I'm not saying in that order. Man City will be top. Yep. And I'm not saying in that order. You know, Tottenham, if he decides to play those four, they're going to push out. Mm-hmm. Leicester are going to be in and around it. Yes. Right? I still think... Uh, Everton need quality in defence. You know, the goalkeeper's a good goalkeeper. I don't think he's a really top-notch goalkeeper. Mm -hmm. So, no, I don't think Everton can get into it, but they'll stop it. They will will take a lot of points off of the top player, of the top teams. So, I don't think they're quite ready for it, even though they spend a lot of money. You know, they still need uh, really quality. To get in that Champions League, they need a quality goalkeeper, and I'm talking about a quality goalkeeper, not a good goalkeeper. Yeah. They want a top, top-notch centre-back, right? And they need a really, really technical striker. I mean, we look at the kid; he's doing well there at uh, Everton, um, but it's more strength and power than, yeah. than than anything else. And I think what he's looked better because he's playing with better players. I'm not saying he's not a good player; he is a good player. Um, but for me, until they get that type, those three quality in, uh, in those areas, then they'll always be in and around six, seven, eight, going into, like, like West Ham have, going into top four, but they'll, they'll, they'll drop away. They'll drop away. 
Colombia for 18 years. Going back to the England scenario, I would love Pep Guardiola to get that job tomorrow. But there's a manager outside, uh, not in working in football, that I would give it tomorrow if... Um, I mean, we you just can't get rid of Southgate for sake of gains. No, they're not going to do that. I'm on about but when he, he thing, yeah, eventually he goes. Over, if things don't go right, you know, I'm not sure that Pep uh, would want that type of work. But I, I tell you, I'd, I'd put in charge tomorrow. Go on, Ask some Wenger. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, you'd see with those type of kids we've got there, mm. the difference in football, I guarantee you. We were talking about Everton briefly, TC, and um, let's just pay our respects to um, Dixie D- Yeah, with Dixie Dean, who died on the 1st of March, 1980, on Derby Day. 383 goals for Everton in 433 games. That is absolute legend, isn't it? And there is a book. We're going to have a look at uh, the book next week, Dixie Dean, written by uh, John Keith. I didn't realise, but Dixie also went and played for Sligo Rovers in uh, in Ireland. Ireland, yeah. Um, he was his name was always mentioned when I went and signed for um, Everton. Yeah, he were, you know, his, his name always came up. The great Dixie Dean. Obviously, I, I can't remember him, um, but obviously that record, it, you know, it was unbelievable. You know, it, that takes some beat. I don't think that will ever get beat, beaten unless we ever really get a top quality striker. You know, like a Dixie Dean again. I can't see uh, Dixie Dean's. Uh, I mean, he hit matched eighteen goals in sixteen games for England as well. Forty-three hat tricks at club and international level. I mean, <laughs> the, the guy was just an absolute goal machine and a legend. And sadly, we've lost another goal machine and legend in uh, Ian St John uh, today. Awful, terrible news that have come come through to us. Yeah, and 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 I, I wanted to pay his respect to uh, Glen Road. Absolutely, he was, isn't he's it? My, yeah. He's my he's my hero and all. Yeah, um, it's sad. I mean, Glen Glen's what 60, 65, same as maybe yeah. sixty six this time, as I'm sixty six this month, mm. March. Um, he'll be sixty six this. Well, I'm not saying this month, but this year. Um, Saint John, absolute legend. That's the really first FA Cup match I can remember. Uh, Liverpool and Leeds 65. Yeah. You know, I va- vaguely remember the 63. Man United Leicester, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man United Leicester. Mm. I'm trying to think it was 64. Preston was 64, wasn't it? Uh, West Ham, yeah. Preston and West Ham. Yeah. You know, 65 Liverpool. 66, the greatest team in the club in the world, Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> Two nil up, we get we we even make a mess of that. I shouldn't say that because we did play quite well, but Everton played quite well at all. You know, it's come from a goal uh, two goals from behind. But um no, it's sad news but life doesn't go on, does it? That's mm. that's you know, it's something it brings us down and it you know, it knocks us back when when, when somebody dies, even they may not be close family. Yeah, absolutely. But, we know them, don't we? Because we watch them play football and they're idols football. of us. I mean, uh, St. John was at Sheffield Wednesday. Not, he weren't there for long. All right. Uh, he was assistant manager to, with Jack Shell. Okay. Him and Maurice Setters. Was you and, there while St. John was there? Yeah, but he was only there, I think, a couple of weeks at most. Yeah. Couple of weeks at most. I mean, Gordon Banks came in uh, goal goalkeeping uh, coaching a couple of days a week. You know, All right? Yeah. So um, he fetched some of the old older players in who, who uh, he played with. I mean, when you get a Gordon Banks coming in and teaching your goalkeepers, when you get a Saint John coming in and teaching your yeah. strikers, you know, these weren't these were probably they were. I mean, he was a, the world's great goalkeeper. Saint John was a proper proper. When I say a striker, not a big centre forward, but a striker, yeah, one would score goals and fetch people into get in, 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 into into play and everything. You know, technically gifted footballer. You know, yeah. so you know, it's a sad day for Liverpool in, in general. It's a sad day for his family, or more, more important, his family. But it's a sad day for all people in football. What remembers in Saint John? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Glenn, did you play against Glenn? I mean, you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. What's your memories of, of Glenn briefly? Because he was a decent, a decent footballing centre half, wasn't he? He was a player, and by all accounts, a really, really top bloke and nice guy. And I, I did look at Silky's uh, words, um, a, a mate of Silky, and and one or two other. Um, pieces on on social media about Glenn and you, you just look and just think what a terrific guy Evans just uh, just got another fantastic football person and 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 and, uh, and and a man yes well I mean what's my memories of him gave him a couple of chasings but <laughs> but I would have him in my I would have him in my team than a big centre half was just going to boot it anywhere yeah yeah Silky Rose and he's right he got it he got that trick that step over Right, I mean, Rivellino, uh, the Brazilians had that them stepovers, yeah. but he would come out with a defence. You can see why he didn't get any higher, because some man, the English managers, hated out like that. Yeah, you knew what he was going to do. Defenders knew. Uh, I was saying defenders, midfield players and forwards knew when he came out what he was going to do. You knew what he was going to do. Mm -hmm. You couldn't stop it. Yeah, you could not stop it. He was a better player. Yep. Than what a lot of people give him credit for. I mean, people are saying now, what a good player he was. Yeah. You know, yeah. he if he'd have been in, a, in Liverpool's team, he would have looked out of place because he was technically that gifted. Yeah. But when you're playing in teams what's leaking goals, like West Ham were at times, mm. and then the audience and the other teams he played for, you know, it's going to reflect on you, on him more than anybody else because yeah. we've we've got this fascination of kicking lumps out of somebody and challenging and fighting and all that, you know. But when people start fighting, everybody slags them all off. You know, they shouldn't be doing that type of thing. But that's what, that's what we want in this country. He was technically a gifted football player, and he should have played with better teams. I mean, not saying a better team than West Ham, because West Ham's a good team. Mm. But he was playing for West Ham at the wrong time because of the, the, the drop from, from being a team what played attractive football to a team what was struggling all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, a former West Ham great as well. Happy birthday, Harry, 74 today. And on Alan Hudson's first podcast, his guest is Harry Redknapp. And they're talking about the great Peter Osgood, who sadly we lost Oz uh, a few years ago on the 1st of March and shares the same birth date as uh, the great Jimmy Greaves, the 20th of February. So, so look out for that. Alan Hudson's podcast with Harry Redknapp. I spoke to Hoodie today and hopefully he's going to be doing a few more with Harry. I can see that being a great listen and watch Harry Redknapp and Alan Hudson. They may, they may take that on the road once this lockdown's being lifted. I think they because, could. You know, it, it would be it would be good and funny. Yeah. You know, um, because obviously the, the, Harry played and he managed at the same time when characters were characters and obviously Udi is no bigger character but no greater player than Udi. Absolutely. You know, so it would be fantastic. Even I would uh, buy a ticket to go uh, to, to to watch that, listen to that. Well, we'll all be going there, well, and we'll go backstage, and we'll have a we'll have a drink with the boys as well. Book Corner TC in association with MyFootballBooks.com. Uh, they've recommended this week the first book that we uh, that we. Give a shout out to, we don't read all the books, I don't have time to, but we give the books a plug. And then what I do is I do an interview, a chapter of my life interview with authors, and we go more in depth about the book. First one that they've, uh, well, the one that they've uh, given us this week is, Provided You Don't Kiss Me, 20 Years with Brian Clough, written by <laughs> Duncan Hamilton. I mean, I've had it in my collection for some time, and Brian is an absolute idol of mine. I think arguably the greatest English manager that we've ever had. It's funny, he's a man's man. Yeah. What well, the gaffer, he was a man's man. And he, uh, he wouldn't take uh, fools lightly. But he did like to kiss you. Yeah. You know, he, he, you know, kiss a I kiss. Mean, he did yeah, all the time, didn't he? You saw him do it on TV, but he, even in training, he, you know, if he did something or the, we had a good result or something, and he'd go, whoever he was, Rob, oh, I'll be here. Come here, let me give you the kiss. You've done brilliant today, you know. But uh, if you ask any Forest player, you know, they won't be surprised at that. Yeah. You know, 
because he, he did like giving players kisses. And uh, the uh, actually the eight guys. What, what's the word I'm looking for? Sorry, CC. Commentators. The commentators. Oh. You know all them, Barry Davis and all them. John Watson. Yeah. You know John Watson. You know he'd have a little dig at him, but at the same time he said, "Come here, John. Let me give you a kiss." You know. It would have kind out of man as well, you know. People didn't see that side of it. He he would have a go at them, and I think we with Brian Moore because you know we we used to have on the ball with Brian Moore with football yeah. focus with uh, Bob Wilson, um, we used to have Saints and Greasy of course as well, and he'd say to Brian, you know, you people, you want to run the game, you two, so and 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 with Jimmy Hill. What I want is less of you talking and more action, young man. So he'd tell him all what he wanted to do. But you're right. The next, you know, he'd put his arm around and then give him a kiss. A little bit like what you were saying about early with footballers. There's some managers that will give the bollockings out, but don't put their arms around them and give them a kiss. But Cluffy always used to do that. I'm not, saying it for, I'm not saying it for sake of saying it and agreeing. When, because when Cluffy said that about that Tomaszewski, yeah. I believe like he was. You know, you won't want him in the goals because there were mis- mistakes in him. That yeah, yeah. night, that night in 1974 against Poland, yeah. how England did not win, I will never, ever know. No, I know. It just reminded me of Brighton, but at a different level against yeah. West Brom. Mm-hmm. Missing two penalties and they absolutely ripped rip West Brom apart. But nine times out of ten, Hunter would have put the uh, little pole into the stand. Oh, definitely. It goes, it goes under his foot. The breakaway and the and the score. I remember I remember Brian Moore turning around and saying, "Come on, Brian, he's, he's more than a clown." <laughs> he says, "More than a clown." He said, "He's had a night tonight where everything's gone right for him." But I, I would like Clough. I would have liked to be my my team because you know it's not I want to knock players. You know, if you're going to win major trophies, you've got to have uh, major top quality goalkeepers. And that night. He produced saves where we, where we've seen him in other games where he's made mistakes. It just happened to be that one of those nights where everything went right for him, and we had players what a top top goal scorers miss sitters that night. Absolutely, it was a bombardment of the Polish goal. Alan Clark scored the penalty for England, and that sniffer told me that that result really impacted on him and um, for a couple of three weeks, he just couldn't get it out of his system. That's how much it affects them. I'm not sure I'd have to look at it, but I've got an idea. Norman Hunter was on a booking and possibly that's why he didn't do his usual challenge to uh, to, to the boy there in the Polish shirt. I'm not 100% certain, but um, I've got an idea without looking at it. He was on a booking. Uh, book number two, Herbert Chapman. I think he missed when you when you watch when you look at that. Mm. He missed the tackle. Oh, he did yeah. He went. He went. Seemed to go over the ball. It went under his foot, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've got no idea. He kind of yeah. I've got no idea. He you know had he not gone got a booking, uh, I think he'd have probably gone through the lad. Because yeah. that's what Norman Hunter used to do, but for some reason he didn't do that on that instance. And I can only, I can only think that I've read somewhere that he was already on a booking, and had he have, he'd have got sent off. But I might be wrong. Uh, book number two, TC: The Life and Times of Herbert Chapman, the story of one of football's most influential figures, written by Patrick Barclay, one of the top journalists. Brilliant, brilliant journalist. And he references in this book George Ramsey and and was saying what an influence George Ramsey of Aston Villa was to him. And then I looked at George Ramsey and I didn't realise, but Ramsey won six titles and six FA Cups whilst in charge of Aston Villa. Uh, a remarkable um, man, a remarkable manager. And you related to Alf? Alf? Who? Ramsey. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't read. Well, well, he said Ramsey, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean. Herbert He's Scottish. Chapman, he... George Ramsey was Scottish. Was so he? I'm kind of guessing, thinking no. on my feet, he wasn't. But I couldn't say categorically that he wasn't. But they, you're right, they do share the same surname. I mean, we've mentioned this on the show before, but uh, Herbert Chapman, 
was the first one to do win a treble with Arsenal and Huddersfield, or vice versa. He turned, uh, uh, Herbert Chapman, the boss of the all-conquering Arsenal team of the 30s, was the father of modern football management. A relative journeyman as a player, he moved into the dugout aged 29, same as Clough, with Northampton Town, before building a multiple title winning team with Huddersfield in the 20s. It was at Arsenal, however, where Chapman would leave an indelible mark on the landscape of football. So I'm going to get my teeth into this book and have a read um, when I retire, I think. And the third book, Aston Villa First Division Champions, 1980 to 81, 40th anniversary tribute written by Jim Cadman, foreword by Dennis uh, Dennis Waterman, Dennis Mortimer, and I'm going to be doing um, a series of interviews with the great Aston Villa team, the only team in the West Midlands in my lifetime that have won the Football League and the only West Midlands team in anyone's lifetime that won the European Cup. Yeah, yeah, and by the way, it was it, it was a good quality team that yeah it was team, with a lot of quality players in there you know Shaw um, give me the winger the, the, the left Tony Morley Tony Morley yeah you know Withy mm-hmm. um, Des Bremner Dennis Mortimer Mortimer all you know Gordon Cowens yeah great 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 players in a great team and, Kenny and Swine they, Jimmy Rimmer yeah they deserved it. maybe Ron Saunders disrupted the team when he walked out I think 100% managers do that team may, may have gone on to be successful because it was it was a young enough team for the next five or six seven years yeah I like think what happened you know with the Kendall yeah, I think what happens that that managers when they do leave it does disrupt, and the new manager that comes in don't know whether to stick or twist, and um and and then the players there's there's uncertainty, and I think when there's uncertainty sometimes you take your eye off the ball and uh, you don't get the results, and then your form starts dipping, and you lose your confidence, and it's a downward spiral. Well, they become they become they they become afraid to lose games. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and then it, the rook sets in. And that, that's what happens, really. I mean, I've seen it enough times. Time Vault TC in conjunction with footballmastersmagazine.com, your number one online magazine. Um, Robert Frederick Chelsea Moore, born the 12th of April 1941, sadly passed away on the 24th of February 1993 uh, from Barking, Essex. 58 to 74, West Ham, 544 league games, 24 goals. Not bad, moreover, a centre half. Went to Fulham, 74 to 77. Of course, played in the FA Cup final against his former team, West Ham United. 124 games he played in the league, scoring a goal. He went over to America, San Antonio Thunder, played seven games for Seattle Sounders, then went to Hernin Fremad, I don't know where they are, and ended up in Carolina uh, Lightning. Listen, he managed Oxford City. He was you also connected with the South End, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he took the kids South at South End. Yeah. No, no, he managed South End. You know, listen, the thing about... They're going about jobs for boys. Yeah. But you know, on continent, Beckenbauer and all these players, yeah. um, Nigger, all over, all these players all over on the, in Europe, mm. are always in with their FAs and they look after them. And, you know, what they did to, a, to have a legend like Bobby Moore, because he was a lovely man, all right, he got divorced, but he's not the only one who got divorced. I've been there twice. You know, so at the end of the day, but for some unknown reason, we want to throw people under the bus. Yeah. I mean, he should have been on the FA or the England committee, uh, whatever body, whatever board it is, uh, with the with the England setup. He should have been on that board as a life member. You know, to to treat him like they treat him, and then obviously when when it were too late and he got cancer and everything else, mm. you know, they're trying to. Trying to make up for it. Too late sometimes. They say it's never too late. But sometimes it is, Gabby. Audi always says to me... That was a prime example. Yeah, Audi always says to me, they put statues up 
uh, when they pass away, but they do nothing from while they were alive. The FA, you're absolutely right, done nothing for Bobby. I still can't believe it's not Sir Bobby Moore, um, but that's another matter. I think the FA, I think, were frightened. Uh, Bobby Moore, Bobby was quite a maverick. Um, by all accounts, Alan knew him very well. So did Harry, one of the greatest blokes you're ever likely to meet. Uh, absolute true legend of the game, and that should have should have got more involved with football. When you think what Bobby did. And all the jobs that he was given were little jobs and a little bit of radio stuff. Bobby Moore should have been one of the leaders of the Football Association. See, but I you, think that's frightened of him. You never heard anything about Bobby Moore up until the, the, the incident in the World Cup with yeah. the, um, the, the bracelet. The bracelet, yeah. And he got, the, he got sent home. Um, yeah, it was fitted up. West Ham. Yeah. No, I'm on about it. West Ham in Blackpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, got, they, got, they got sent home. Now, I'm not, for all I know, you know, because I've, I've been at football clubs and I see that, I, I think to myself is, well, how's he done? How's he? When I say that, I'm never one for complaining. Mm. You know, get on with it. If he's doing, if he's doing okay, get on with it. But what, what, do, what does make me laugh? If I did something like, like, um, went out, all night long, bum bum bum, and got caught. I've been serious trouble for it. Yeah. So we don't know, but we do know one thing: he was a gentleman, or yeah. Bobby Moore. Absolutely. And I did win. I did win the football forecast last week. TC one 0 Well, not last week. The week before, because we didn't do the podcast last week. So I am um, going to pick a song that's quite fitting. Uh, You're never going to believe Bobby this. Moore. Seven five, by the way. Yeah, go on. I've written the song down today. <laughs> I can't believe because I used to be into music a lot. Yeah. But I've, I've, I've other things, and then and then you'll say to me, oh, it's your turn to pick the music. And I'm thinking, well, what, what song do I... I'm trying to think of songs then, you know. <laughs> and I've written one down today. We do a fitting to Bobby Moore. Let's give a shout out to our social media platforms as well. You can follow the, sh- the podcast uh, on Twitter at Current View on Facebook, The Current View, and on Instagram, The Current View as well. And TC, we're going to be doing a few uh, messages, birthday yeah, messages, kind of greetings. Message, yeah. by, well, any kind of messages. It could be marriage, it could be birthday, but mitzvahs, could be absolutely anything from but, uh, from TC. But anybody what's wanting any of that, you would have to get in touch with Gabby, and he will sort it all out. Everything, and then we will. Uh, anybody who wants anything doing, we we, we 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 will do it for them. We certainly will, and we're also starting to get some merchandise as well. So more from that uh, oh, going forward. But guys, if you follow the page uh, on Facebook, the Current View, or Instagram, the Current View, we need or on a Twitter, sponsor. Anybody out View. there? Anybody out there? We need a sponsor. We certainly do, TC. We certainly do. Game of My Life TC is another project that I'm getting involved in. I'm going to come to you shortly for your memories of that wonderful game on Boxing Day when you massacred uh, Sheffield United. So we're going to do that. My next one, however, is Game of My Life. It happened on the 23rd of February 1974 when Stoke City put Leeds United to the sword. Leeds were going for to equal Burnley's record. 29 games, aren't they? Sorry? 29 games. They were 29 games and they were going to go 30 to equal Burnley's uh, 30-game unbeaten run in the 1920-21 season. But they took a 2-0 lead. Burnley? I've not been disrespectful to Burnley, but when you look at that, but Burnley in, in the early 60s, what a top team that won the, won the league title. In They're the a bloody good team in the 20s yeah. and all by all accounts. Yeah. But again, when you're looking at that, and I remember because when when you're a kid, or you know, you don't have to be a kid, but when you love football and you're looking at that, 29 games, can they get the record? And there was so much on that. The world's press were looking at that game as well, and and and. Two 0 lead. Joe Jordan had a goal disallowed as well. But uh, Hoodie and the boys got the game by the scruff of the neck and ran out three two winners. But when you look at Man City tonight, if they go twenty one games straight wins, do you know what? That is just an incredible run. Leeds United and Burnley twenty nine games and thirty respective unbeaten. This is wins on the trot. I know, not draws. Wins? 
back-to-back I wins. I think they could go all season without getting, without getting beaten. I do as well. But I think... I mean, I need to have a look at the, the games that they've got coming up. Wolves but, tonight. Yeah, I know they've got Wolves tonight. And Manchester United at the Etihad on uh, Sunday, Super so Sunday. That's going to take him to twenty. Is that is it twenty one or twenty? Did you say? They've won twenty straight back to back games now. If they beat Wolves tonight, it'll go twenty one. If they beat Man United the weekend, it'll I go twenty two. Is it fifteen to sixteen leagues, but twenty and twenty 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 one? Sorry, competitions, isn't it? What's that? I think they've gone twenty uh, fifteen in the league unbeaten. Yeah, it's all competitions. 20, yeah. 20, yeah. 20, 20, 20, 20 Straight, all competitions. All, yeah. Yeah. All competitions yeah. Including the FA Cup, yeah. How many records does this team or this manager break? He and likes to keep not, breaking records. That's what spurs him on. I know you hear from a lot of... I don't want to put... They say, oh, you know, without the money. It's a load of rubbish. You try and handle them players. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anybody what thinks they can yeah. manage Manchester City, <laughs> that is the biggest laugh I've ever. They're about. talking out the backside. I mean, to because, keep to keep yeah. them players all happy, that all should be in that starting eleven. That is a work of art in itself. Make no mistake. The majority of them will be going seeing him every single day. Why aren't I in the team? Yeah. So to do what he's do, what he does, and he's never bought really. A big, massive name, you know. No, he's never gone out and splashed. I mean, it, yes, he has spent a lot of money. We're not going, but is, not top dollar money. He's never bought a Messi or Ronaldo, or Ronaldo all that ever. Mind you, I'd watch this space this summer. I think he might be buying Messi in Ireland. Well, I don't think they will. I well, Barcelona, Barcelona need, by all accounts, to get rid of Messi. They've had, they've had the police in there. There's been four oh, arrests this, this, this week. Yeah, but listen, we've all been I've kicking off in you. Catalonia. I've always, I've always told you all about all yeah. this. There's more to all this than meets the eye. Any other company, any other companies, would have been bankrupt, uh, destroyed, whatever. Football, football can get away. I can remember Leicester. Uh, Declaring themselves bankrupt on the on the team what built the walk. Yes. State, yeah. Right? Yeah. And they still they still and then go on and win a, a Premier League title. <laughs> Football does tend to make its own rules up as they go along. Got to give a shout out for your um, appearance in the Blue Half podcast on the fifteenth of this month as well with Roger Armstrong. Yes, I'm, we're going to be doing that. Uh, that I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to. They can't beat your podcast, Gabby. I'll guarantee before I go on any of them. Well, it's our right. podcast, TC, so you can give our podcast a good old shout on uh, on uh, the Wednesday week and the Blue Half podcast because we by like way, to get on with everybody on the current view. We, by the I do, and you know I do. And yeah, we do. What I'm trying to say is, I wouldn't do any of these if it weren't for you. Well, like, even when you asked me, mm. sometimes I, ne- I nearly said to me, "I don't really, I don't really want to do it." You know, mm. I enjoy doing this. Likewise, TC, I love enjoying, it. I'm enjoying more because it, you know it opens it up for fairness for people to, you know, and it puts us there because we're looking for a sponsor. Is anybody out there going to sponsor me and Gabby? Well, if they don't, we will continue, and if they do, it would be absolutely fantastic. Would TC, you the next level. TC, just before the vacuum fires up, I did mention at the top of the podcast, our Saint, well, Saints are sinking. How come? What's happened? The wheels have fallen off the wagon. Why? Well, don't forget, they've had a, they've had a tremendous run. They've had a tremendous season. Regardless of what anybody says, hmm. you know, um, they don't have the strength in depth when they got injured. When they got uh, injuries. I mean... The, the, the guy up front uh, scoring the goals. Danny Ings. When, when he's out of team, the goals dry up. I mean, the, the yeah. boy, what, what was there, and he was a good player, a, worked, worked, a hard-working player. He's gone to, has he gone to Brighton on loan? Brighton on loan. The Irish, the Irish guy. Uh, long. Shane yeah. Long. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, uh, never a prolific goal scorer. Yeah. Apart you from know. when he played Villa. But uh, listen, Southampton... 
they've had a tremendous season for me. Absolutely tremendous season. Yeah. And yes, they've hit a bit, bit of a bad patch, but every team does. Of course they do. Unless, you know, unless you get a run like Liverpool did and you yep. run like Manchester City did, you know, to get them kind of runs, you've got to have the top players. You know, but you know, your Chelsea, your Man United, your Arsenal, your Tottenham, they all have blips like like um, Southampton. But Southampton can't uh, fetch other international players in and keep at least keep them in the top six, seven, and eight. Mm. They will fall into that lower half of the table because they haven't got the strength in depth. But for me, they've had a marvelous season, and I think he'll get a top job. Will Asuntal? Uh, I mean, yeah, we we both like Ralph Hasselhunt or whatever. We we neither of us can pronounce his name, but we're both big fans of his philosophy of the game. Brilliant, brilliant. Absolutely, TC. Well, the vacuum is firing up because I can hear her downstairs. So it only leaves us to finish off with a football forecast. Seven five to you, TC. I did win it one nil the other week. Um, Huddersfield versus Cardiff is the first game this weekend. How do you see it going on? He's turned that guy on his round, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Yeah, he has. Huddersfield's in a free, free fall. I'm going to go for a 1-1 a one, one draw. Right, I'm going to go 2-1 Cardiff. So that's that's Huddersfield that's going to win. <laughs> well, no, because I, w- I would have gone for a Cardiff, but I don't want to get against my old team. But yeah, I can see Cardiff winning, but I'm going to go for a 1-1 one, one draw. Uh, Villa versus Wolves, big game in the West Midlands this weekend. How do you see that one going? Mm-hmm. Where's it at? Villa. But Jack one, won't be playing. I don't think. 1-0 Villa. 1-0 Villa. Yep. I'm going to go... I'm going to go 2-1 Villa. I still think Villa should have enough. Um, I do like the way Aston Villa play. I'm a big fan of Dean Smith. I do like Wolverhampton Wanderers. And I think Neto is an absolute top draw player. I like the manager. I like both managers. I like the manager at Wolves. I like the way they play football. But they've had, they've had one of those seasons where it's been hit and miss for them. Jimenez. Again, people say one player don't make a team. No, he doesn't make a team, but he makes one yeah. hell of a difference to that team. Yeah. And, and without yeah. him, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Without Jimenez, they have fallen off because he was a guy that is the go to guy who's going to get the goals. The goals have dried up. Uh, Watford and Forest. Watford versus Forest. Are the goals going to dry up in this fixture? Well, at least he's got a winning football games now. Yeah. Um, it's at Watford. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Forest. Right. I'm going to go 2-1 Watford. Um, Watford are a little bit hit and miss. They have been all season, but they're still in the playoffs. And, and Forest, you're right. I mean, Chris has turned it around a little bit. He's very pragmatic in his approach, but he does look as though he's going to steer him into calmer waters. And uh, good luck to Forest. I do like Nottingham Forest. I've always been a fan of Cluffy's teams, Derby and Forest. And Derby this week are at Coventry at St Andrews, who have a better record, I believe, at St Andrews than Birmingham City, my team. How do you see this one? For, uh, for shaping up I'm going to go for a 2-1 derby right. I, 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 I'm liking Rooney's playing some good stuff yeah doing a good I like, job I, I like watching him play it does look as though that takeover is going to fall flat on its face though doesn't it sadly does it mm. well, that wouldn't surprise me by the way no same here I'm going to go I'm going to go 1-1 draw in that game uh, Reading versus your boys Sheffield Wednesday very tough game there Reading the weekend well I'm going to go for a 2-1 Wednesday right ok you don't want to win this week too so. <laughs> I'm going to go a 2-0 Wednesday tomorrow which, which will be which, which will be a big turnaround for them. Oh, if they can get six points in a week, that will really put them into a, a fair position and a good position to try and get out of that uh, drop zone as well, TC. Yeah. I like um, 20-year-old players as well, isn't it, Joe? That yeah. plays for them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You know what happens when old players play against the uh, the old... People said to me about Joe and about the kid at West Ham... Mm-hmm. Um, well, Antonio, yeah. Antonio. And I said to him, if they're playing through the middle, they'll be different players. Yeah. Look, look at a pair of them. And Sheffield Wednesday, they've been an Arctic team playing up wing, not getting a touch of ball. Yeah. Set, and then managers saying they've been consistent. No wonder why we're no good in this country with our coaching. 
It's incredible, isn't it? Play the play in the right position and uh, it'll get the... Well, you will reap the benefits. And I think the Reading are going to reap the benefits of old, old boy beating former employers. Uh, Chelsea versus Everton, another of your old clubs. Going to be a tough ding-dong battle, this. I can't one, see one. much in it. Two one, teams one. vying for fourth place. 1-1. One, one. Typical Italian, but he does. I mean, he does try and play a little bit more, more adventurous football. Does Ancelotti? I do like Ancelotti. But he, when he want, when he wants a good defensive, he, he can go defensive. So I'm going to go for a one-one draw. I'm going to go Chelsea one, Everton two. Ooh. Mm, I do like Everton. I've I've always liked Everton. I mean, they're a massive club, great supporters, uh, the People's Club, and a grand old team. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two one there because you know Carlo. I think's doing a great job at Everton, and Tuchel's coming. He's done a good job at Chelsea, and you just sense that some one of the wheels are gonna fall off his wagon shortly for Thomas Tuchel, and I think it could be the weekend. And finally, Sheffield United, who really really can't get a result anywhere against um, Southampton. How do you see this one going, TC? 2-1, Southampton. Yeah, I can't see anything other than a Saints win. I think Sheffield United off and puff, but I just think fundamentally they're not good enough. No, it's like the Wolves said, I'll often puff and I'll blow your house down. But I, think, I can't see Sheffield United blowing Southampton's house down this week, so I'm going for a Southampton win. Yeah, and I'm going for a 3-1 Southampton <laughs> win. So finally, TC, thank you. Love to you and yours. The record that we're going out on this week is a groovy kind of love by Phil Collins. Brilliant song. Alan Hudson told me all about this. In fact, he was backstage with with one of his pals. Um, one of his pals, Danny Gillen, was, uh, used to run Phil Collins around and uh, Udi was backstage and, and Bobby and Phil were in conversation and his mate said, let's go over and have a chat. And he says, no, 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 no. Let's just stand here and watch. He said, it was, it was like watching two people almost in love, their respect for each other, Bobby for Phil and Phil for Bobby. He said it was just a magnificent moment. And and a, a day or two, sadly, after Alan's uh, dad died, he was in the recording studio with Phil Collins while Phil was recording a groovy kind of love. And what he said, he's just like me. He was offing and cussing and cursing and swearing when he couldn't get the song right. And he kept starting again. But a groovy kind of love is a magnificent song. And uh, we're going to play that out. And uh, love to uh, to everybody. And yeah. this is for Bobby Moore. Thanks for everybody who listens. Love to you. And have a good weekend. And that's all our team gets some good results. Tom and TC, till next time. Shine.